John chapter 16 I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith, for you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they happen you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In a little while you won't see me anymore, but a little while after that you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I'm going to the Father And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it, so he said, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that you'll see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask, using my name, and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God.
Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then the disciples said, At last you're speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything, and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Chapter 17 After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me, I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. 
I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can all see the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. The photo for today's show is from Stockholm, Sweden. As I was looking through my photos to decide what I was going to share with you today, I found this picture and I never have a photo that is really metaphorical with what I've just been speaking about with the scripture, because to me that would just be so very difficult. But I just look to find something that I that speaks to me this week. And, you know, as I go through photos, I, I look at lots of them over and over, the same ones. One week, one will pop out and say, this is me. And I will have seen that many times previously, but it just didn't jump out at me. And with this image, what struck me was the differences between the sky, the buildings, and then the water. So the sky, it's a bit stormy, it's got some drama to it, but then you see this opening where there's a beautiful blue sky behind it, and there's also another smaller opening in the clouds, and the sky there is even a deeper blue. The buildings, what cute buildings, nothing like what I see here in North Carolina. They're just so Scandinavian. The colours, love it. And then there's that water, which is dull and murky looking, and it looks as if two separate pictures were taken and put together. I'm pretty certain that in other episodes I've mentioned my love of clouds, because really, to me, clouds are the most amazing creations and they are the focus of a lot of my photographs. So with this one, I found myself on a boat, just doing a bit of sightseeing. It went over to the zoo. Some folks got off. I didn't. I just stayed on and went back to the city. And it was a great way to just see Stockholm from a completely different angle. And I highly recommend it. So the sky. No two clouds ever look the same. 
I often find myself just looking at clouds changing before my eyes. It's mesmerizing. It's amazing. And I feel it's just something special from the Lord. You know, I see the sky as his canvas. He's painting something new for me all the time. And what I see is going to be totally different from what somebody else is seeing in another place. So because each each moment that I'm looking up is unique, I have great appreciation and gratitude for that. And sometimes when I find myself on public transport and I see so many people just looking down instead of up and out the window, I just want to say to them, stop looking at your five-inch world, people. Look up, look out the window. Look at this amazing canvas before your eyes. It's never going to be there again. Don't miss it. I mean, back in the day, it used to be magazines and books, but now pretty much everybody's just looking down at their screens. So as you're listening to this episode, I hope it finds you well. Take a look out the window or look up if you're out walking or running and just see what God has painted for you right now. I hope it's a really interesting canvas. I hope that you can see and appreciate God's hand in creating a masterpiece. To download the photo from today's episode or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.com.